Welcome back to Missing. I am Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic today, Tim. I'm very excited to present the second part of this two-part episode that we released last week. But before we get to that, what was not released today was your mood. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for asking. Yeah, this was a fun night, Lance, and uh, we did air part one of this live fundraiser that we recorded on Giving Tuesday. We aired it last week, and so this is the second part. In this part, you will hear from Belinda and private investigator Lou Barry. Belinda is the sister of Mike Montillo, who we recently covered on this podcast. Mike was 55 years old when he went missing out of Colleton County, South Carolina on January 26th, 2020. We also speak with PIs for the Missing Researchers, Kathleen Studer and Erica Zapita, who have some great things to say. And private investigator Andy Wyland, who's working on Phoenix Colden's disappearance with his wife Ness. And then finally, we end the evening with Bruce Maitland and Aaron DeRosiers of PIs for the Missing. We are currently sitting at just over $1,300. And for those who don't know, if we reach the $5,000 goal by National Missing Persons Day, which is February 3rd of 2023, I will be getting a tattoo of the Private Investigations for the Missing logo. And I've been leaning towards getting this tattoo on my leg. I got a certain idea in mind for where it's going to go. It'll still be visible. I'm not going to hide it. So people can rest assured that this isn't going to be a small hidden tattoo. I'm going to wear it proudly. But folks, $5,000, we got like a month and a half or something. I think we can do it. But we got a little bit to go, so come on. I need to get a tattoo. <laughs> and I really think you should actually get one of those eyeball tattoos, but uh, we'll talk about that offline. If you'd like to donate, you can go to investigationsforthemissing.org, or you can follow the links in the show notes. We'd really appreciate it. Those proceeds go directly, really directly to private investigators who are working pro bono and are really just working for expenses. And one more thing before we get to this episode, I just want to highlight the importance of listening to these individuals who work with private investigations for the missing as not only investigators, but what Erin does. She coordinates a lot of the inner workings of the organization and has really brought a nice stable foundation to us. Uh, Bruce Maitland, who founded it, and people who have missing loved ones like Belinda. So it is important that we hear all sides of this story. And Tim, I know you're an adult now and you don't believe in Santa Claus, but if Santa Claus did exist and he came down the chimney and you were like, I'm not going to do the typical trope and leave you cookies and milk, I'm going to give you something better. What would you give him? <laughs> well, A, I do still believe in Santa Claus, and B, I would send him right to missing.supportingcast.fm, which of course is Missing Premium. You get every single episode of Missing ad-free Plus, you get our weekly bonus show. Well, that's fantastic. So that way, Santa can then fly around the world delivering his toys, listening to every episode of our show without ads. He would be delighted. Now, he probably shouldn't be texting or on social media or on his mobile device while he's flying his sleigh. But let's just say he gets a down moment and he's sitting on the roof while the reindeers are getting their uh, bearings together. And he was like, I love this show but I need to figure out where they are on social media. Well, he can find us at Missing CSM on social media. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody, and especially you, Santa.
Okay, now we are going to bring Aaron DeRosiers back on here, and we're going to find out where we're at for the dollar amount. I feel like we should be doing a musical number at this point. And I feel like uh, one of us should be like Jerry Lewis. Okay, well, we're already behind time. Aaron, <laughs> how's it going? Welcome back back to the program. Tell us where we're at. Uh, so currently we're at $700. To get to 1000 by the end of the night would be really great. I don't know if that's setting my setting my bar too no. high, but that that's where I, I think that's where we'd like to be. Let's get to a thousand. Let's let's get to a thousand. Uh, Greg said, "Tell some jokes, Lance." No, that's people will take their money away if we if I start telling jokes. Let's offer something if we get to a thousand. I'm gonna offer up this autographed Lord in Arts seriously mysterious <laughs> puzzle. I will autograph it and send it to the person who puts <laughs> us over a thousand. All right, you heard it I here. I like it. I like it. <laughs> we have got a very special person joining us. In just a moment here, her name is Belinda. She is the sister of a missing person named Mike Montijo, and she recently joined us on the Missing Podcast. You can hear her there. She joined us with private investigator Lou Barry, and we are bringing Belinda on here today to speak about private investigations for the missing and her brother Mike and how the two have worked together. Belinda, how are you today? I'm great. How about you? Doing pretty good. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, and Lou, Lou Barry. Lou Stoic. Very stoic. Per usual. <laughs> well, I hope folks listening have checked out the episode about your brother, Mike, Belinda. Um, I think it was a really interesting conversation. He's been missing since January 26th, 2020. The official investigation has left a bit to be desired, and that sort of left you with the idea to contact private investigations for the missing. Is that correct? That's correct. I had um, tried to find even to hire a private investigator to pick up his case, you know, to see if we could get the funds together, and we couldn't find anybody. And so I went to the internet and came across the private investigations for the missing and, um, you know, filled out the form and they got a hold of me. And in fact, when Lee reached back out to me, I'd already forgotten about it. And I was like, um, who submitted this? And then I was, he said, told me who he was. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I was very grateful because it's, you know, the missing people, there are so many of them, like you've already known and, trying to get help to find them is like really, really difficult. You know, any donations that this y'all get out of this, I mean, it helps a lot of people. You know, I'm very grateful. I'm sure everyone else that you all have helped are as well. So you just said something right at the beginning of that, where you went on the internet to look up uh, some sort of assistance for, for your situation. And it just reminded me when we first talked to Bruce about what he should call the organization, he was thinking in a literal sense, what would people just Google for help in, in this situation? And you would Google private investigations for the missing. And I just like to hear someone say that as like the direct result of that real simple, brilliant decision is so refreshing. It's, it's so great that, that, that's what happened to you. I'm assuming that's what happened to you. But uh, and it's been an absolute pleasure to hear you 
tell the story about your missing brother. I know that sounds weird to say or weird to hear, but it's been it's been a pleasure to like be introduced to you and to know that this is providing you with some help and to know that Lou is is providing you with some guidance and just thanks for joining us tonight. <laughs> oh, no problem. I would, you know, I would do um all, I, I I you know post stuff about y'all all the time and stuff and you know um just to try and get the word out there to try and get, you know, donations and let people know that the organization is out there and you know Lou's awesome he found a great investigator for us and you know the outcome wasn't what we wanted but you know um we tried and maybe something else still come out of it you know you know you never know so yeah absolutely and uh Lou can you tell us a little bit about that process of finding a private investigator and and connecting that person with Belinda and uh, what what has happened um, with that work? Every case obviously is, is different. Um, we have a list of investigators that have indicated that they've been willing to to help us out most of the time for a very reduced rate. Um, some don't charge us at all, but we're very careful about who we actually do engage. We, we want someone professional out there. And in Belinda's case, I mean, she she got a top-notch investigator. This guy is so experienced and did an unbelievable job, not only on this case, but another case we assigned to him. It can be a difficult process. We actually, I, I kind of accidentally found her investigator through another investigator who said, I, geez, I can't do it right now, but I give you this guy's name. And I talked to him and he, he said, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And, um, you know, we talk sometimes two, three times a week. Um, he's really very communicative about what's going on. Um, you know, I wish we'd had better luck in Mike's case. It was pretty evident that it really needs the active investigation by law enforcement. We've done all we can. The investigators made an excellent case that this needs more investigation by law enforcement. We, you know, we can't, we can only do so much. We can't bring charges. We can't convene a grand jury. We can't subpoena people. And, uh, law enforcement can't. In this particular case, I think they kind of dropped the ball. And um, we're still trying to get them to show some positive activity in the case. Uh, so far, we haven't had any luck, unfortunately. That's about where we stand. Just another thing, and note while I think about it, I've traveled a lot with Greg Overacker. He does eat, and I've never seen him eat a hot dog. So good to he, know he does not miss any meals. I can assure you of that. In fact, I've seen him devour an entire plate of brownies in very short order. So he's not <laughs> going to starve to death. Believe me. <laughs> well, that is good to know. Yeah, he's uh, he's a resourceful uh, fellow. That's for sure. Now, with the work that the private investigator um, did, it, has there been any update on what? you're going to do with that information? We have tried. The Sheriff's Department has not been communicative with us since the, the beginnings. Um, we've tried to get some publicity. We pushed the podcast that um, Crawl Space did. We advertised it down there. Um, and we're going to still follow up. We have a, a journalist who's going to contact them um, but and see try to get some comments. Why haven't you done anything? Why isn't this being investigated? Um, that's about all we can do at this point. I think it's up to, it's going to be up to the public to ask questions. Um, 
about why this case has been dropped. You know, Mike, as I said on your, our podcast, Mike spent 20 years serving this country in the submarine corps and to just be um, basically written off as a missing person under these circumstances is, is totally unfair to him. Absolutely. You had said something in that interview that we had that just resonated and we've made it a point to keep saying that because it was right at the end of that episode when you said that about how he served our country and no one's serving him and and it's not it's not right and it never it doesn't cross that doesn't cross people's minds right away you know even if they read that somebody was in the navy or somebody was in the marines or somebody was in any branch of the armed services and they are now a missing person i don't know if people really look into it that much and think like well what was it about that that has contributed to this and when you had said that it really brought a couple of things together for me in my head that yeah like one one probably has to do with the other there's there's a lot of ptsd that comes with that there's a, there's a lot of self medicating that comes with that and i'm not talking any specific missing person i'm just saying there's a lot that comes that there's a lot of baggage that comes out of serving and we just we we glorify it too much and we don't look at the actual damage that it does to people and the lack of help we give people so thank you for saying that because when you said it it was just like one of those like it kind of knocked me over well mike had his issues and um much of which i i think was brought on by his, his service um but regardless of that, whether he's missing or whether something more tragic has happened to him, um, the family deserves an answer and he deserves an effort. And that's all we're asking for is an effort to be put forth on the part of law enforcement to, um, you know, to find him or find out what happened to him, I should say. Um, for those of people who aren't familiar with the case, Mike, um, basically disappeared from his residence, left behind his wallet, his keys, his chewing tobacco. Um, and, you know, one of the things that was, it, it was kind of almost humorous, but it's, it's very telling. Mike was a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. And Kansas City Chiefs were heading to the Super Bowl. And as I think Belinda and, and her, uh, their father has said, Mike would not miss that Super Bowl <laughs> um, voluntarily. And to disappear a week or two before that is just would totally out of character if it was a voluntary disappearance. Yeah. And for uh, people who have any information on his whereabouts or if, if there's any information on his disappearance, uh, where do you instruct them to go to, uh, to, to call or email? Well, they can certainly contact private investigations for the missing. Um, you know, our policy is any information we get that should be passed on to law enforcement is passed on to law enforcement. They can call the um, Colleton County Sheriff's Department. I, I'm not sure how effective that would be, but um, they could certainly make the effort. Great. And that, that phone number is 843-782-4420. And private investigations for the missing, you can email P. I F T M tips at gmail.com or call 866-331-6660. And, you know, sometimes people would rather go to an organization like this as opposed to law enforcement. I feel like they're more comfortable doing that. 
yeah, I'd rather them email Lou than the law enforcement. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't, they don't respond to anything. So, you know. <laughs> well, there you go. Hearing it right from the sister of a missing person. If that's your preference, you know, please go to investigationsforthemissing.org. Scroll down a little bit and you'll see all the information on where to submit a tip. Belinda and Lou, thank you so much for hanging out with us here tonight. We really appreciate your time and uh, and just just talking with us about Mike's case, and uh, we really appreciate it. So thank you, thank you both very much. Thanks, thanks y'all for everything you've done, and I, I hope you hit your goal. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope you hit your goal too. Yes. Thanks. Well, I may just change that into a to a reward fund I, you know i may i had a someone from law enforcement tell me that might be better use of it than the other things so they said sometimes people respond to reward money we'll see yeah as as opposed to a billboard i could see that yeah, yeah. okay all right thanks y'all have uh, a good one I know you're way behind <laughs> we are thank you so much lou and belinda Bye. we really appreciate it <laughs> thank you and we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. Up next, we've got a couple of very special people, Lance. It's two of our researchers from PIs for the Missing. It is Erica Zapita and Kathleen Studer, who are going to be joining us on the show now. Hey, guys. Kathleen, hey. how are you? I'm good. Happy Giving Tuesday to you guys. Happy Giving Tuesday to you as well. It's been a long journey. Thank you for uh, for joining us. I feel like we've been working together for a while now. It's great speaking with you and Erica and some of the other researchers on the Researcher Roundtables episodes that we've done. You've had an eventful couple of weeks at Private Investigations for the Missing, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think Private Investigations for the Missing has had an eventful couple in weeks in and of itself with Jennifer leaving the helm of running us researchers what that's done is that means that now I work one-on-one -on -one with the private investigators. And so I've been working with John Friso and Lou, and it's been, it's been good. We just handled a case that was out here in my state of Washington, that there was a PI assigned. And, and by the time I was done with it in a couple hours, the, we didn't need a PI anymore. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I do open source research uh, and try to get you know, as much um, put together as I can for the private investigators now. And this one was pretty easy. I've been a paralegal for 32 plus years for a prosecutor's office. So one of my jobs is to find people. And so a woman had gone missing, a daughter hadn't seen her since 2018. And I was able to trace that she'd had some online digital footprint going on uh, this whole entire time. And so we got to tell, well, Lou got to tell the daughter, um, unfortunately that her mom's not contacting her, but she is still um, alive and out there and um, is not one of the, the more not so good stories that we've had to tell. Now, do you want to quickly dispel all the rumors that are floating out there that you actually muscled Jen out of her role? Yeah, <laughs> missing. Well, I think I just posted that um, my T-shirt needs to say, "I'm tall, so I will hurt you." So don't. So, you know, 
think about fall it. Fall in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't muscle her out of it. It was just, um, the, you know, how we went and we're sort of feeling out the new way of operating. And I've worked on a couple of cases since. Um, haven't written anything for you guys yet, but uh, hopefully that will will change. Um, unfortunately so, but that will change. This is a, a great volunteer job. I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate being able to stay on and do work my magic that I can. I've been doing this with you guys for about a year and it's uh, been an, an in, very interesting journey. It means a lot to me to be able to help as much as I can. The previous story um, with Mike Montijo had come to me and I just, with everything going on in Culleton County with uh, the Murdaugh murders and, and all those other things, I'm just like, you know, I really think that a PI needs to touch this. And, and so it went back to a PI and I feel like they're, they're gaining some ground as best they can. So that makes me really happy. That case, I, I, I really want to find Mike. I really do. Oh, for sure. Um, I loved how all of the, or I love how all of the researchers bring their own tool kit, like their own set of tools to the table. And they try to use that in their research. And when they put together these uh, these these documents that, that we look at and then we can really get a sense of who the person was by the time we do the interview or by the time we, you know, get together with Jen and actually record an episode. Uh, Erica, what's your story? Well, I was just, I went to law school and I graduated from law school in 2018. Um, so I practiced for a little while and now I'm, I'm not practicing anymore. Um, but I decided to reach out to you guys um, and just ask if you needed any help. Um, I, I've been listening. I listened to you guys all throughout law school. Um, and so I was like, you know, I just, I wanted to reach out for a long time. Um, and I am like, I am a person that needs the t-shirt that says, I do not light up a room. Like I am that person. <laughs> I will never light up a room when I walk into it. Um, nobody will ever say that about me. But um, so like, I knew, you know, that I couldn't start a podcast. I couldn't do anything like that. And so I was like, I can do research. What can, like, and so I reached out to you guys. Um, and I was just like, I, I have no ego. I don't need my name out there. I don't need to be on the show. I just want to help. Like, I just want to do research and help you guys because, um, I mean, I thought it was great that Bruce was starting a nonprofit. I really, like, when he started, I was like, oh, yes, like, something positive is going to come from Brianna's story. And so I loved it. Um, and I love being a part of, of, um, of this organization. I loved working with Jennifer. I was sad to like see her kind of exit from that role, but I'm like super excited. I was, when um, you guys asked if we wanted to stay on, I, I mean, there was no question, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm always happy to do anything I can to help and just to do research, like just, just to help anyone um, in these situations, because like people were saying earlier, it's a big club that nobody wants to be a part of. And what would you uh, say, both of you can give separate answers on this if you want. What what would you say is like a uh, call to action for anybody who is considering volunteering, not only for this organization, but for any organization that helps people in a similar way? Like at some point when you're looking at this and you're thinking to yourself, I want to be involved somehow, what is it that you can 
tell people is sort of a catalyst that can put you over the edge, that can like put you over that fence? I mean, I think, you know, first of all, send the email. I sat on that email for a while um, before I sent it to you guys. I edited it a couple of times because I was like nervous. But um, not only to like send the email, but also um, I, I listen to the podcast and I get inspired all the time. Um, like even when I have had a long day at work, um, I know, you know, to have to do research for this person. Um, it's kind of like a, not like a um, breakaway from work, but it's just like a different type of work. And um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of missing persons cases, um, a lot of, a lot of different podcasts. And I just continually find myself getting inspired by, by people, by family members, um, by you guys, the way you guys do your show. Um, I mean, I think, I think that just continuing, you know, doing the work, reaching out to these or to any organization that does good work, um, but then continuing to like remind yourself why you're doing this work and why it matters um, and that it does pay off and it does affect people's lives. Like um, making people are real people. Like uh, John was saying earlier, he heard, um, you know, Jason's kids in the background and all of that. Um, it, they are real people and they do have real stories and um, that, that like kind of resonates with me. So every once in a while I will get like really re-inspired and I'll kind of like um, go back in and look at like my research tools that I've come up with. I mean, Kathleen and I work together. We text, we call each other sometimes. Um, so I kind of let that inspiration keep me going. Very cool. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate uh, hearing that. And, you know, you two inspire us, I swear. It's, it's true. People who volunteer out of the goodness of their heart, it's, uh, it's inspiring to us. And, you know, this whole, this whole nonprofit organization is all about trying to help people and trying to help, you know, our fellow humans. So um, thank you both for, uh, for volunteering your time and helping this organization. It is uh, so very much appreciated. Thank you. I, 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 uh, it means a lot to me too. Being, being a volunteer is, you know, the good part of my day. You know, I, we have to work, we have to pay the bills, we have to keep a roof over our head, but the volunteer work is the passion work, for, at least for me. So this, this keeps my passion fresh. Beautiful. Aaron uh, put a note here in the uh, YouTube chat that we're at $823. So we are about 170 something away from a thousand. <laughs> right? Whatever the math is, it doesn't Whatever really matter. Ma we need 125. Okay, yeah. Just Kathleen. <laughs> You're so smart. This is, a, this is not a mathematics program. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And uh, and this nonprofit is is so important. So we do need some more donations. We're trying to hit that $1,000 goal tonight. So you can donate via PayPal. There is a link in the YouTube. and you Or you can just go to PayPal and find it there. Or you can just go to Private Investigations for the Missing, the website that is investigationsforthemissing.org. And you click the donate button and you can find it that way. All right, guys. Thank you. Kathleen and Erica, 
thank you so much. We really yeah. appreciate you uh, hanging out with us here tonight. You bet. Good night. Looking forward to uh, speaking with you soon. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. Andy Wyland, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks. Sorry for the deer in the headlights uh, look <laughs> there for a second. I was still watching the live stream. I didn't realize I was on with you. You guys were just going along. That was great. We're sneaky. It's TV, baby. Yeah, we'll get you quick. Yeah, yeah. Andy Weiland, you private will. investigator, you and your wife, Ness, have been working on the Phoenix Colden disappearance. And yeah, so welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for inviting me, guys. Also, the sweater is absolutely bomb. Where did you get this? You're not the first person in the last of few days not. to say this to me. And I say that <laughs> I have a few of these different colors and varieties. And um, <laughs> I always say that it's like it's like wearing a, a blanket everywhere I go. It's very nice. So, yeah, that's it's uh, making me warm looking at it. Paisley and gray, which is the name of your uh, private investigations firm. <laughs> no, it's not, but that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the name of his band. That's right, Will yes. be. Yeah, yeah. You are Lakefront Investigations, and uh, yeah, and you you have been donating your time, volunteering your time to private investigations for the missing. You've been on the Missing Podcast a couple times now, uh, most recently in CrimeCon, 2022, we had you and Ness and Greg Overacker on a single panel, and uh, that was a great time, and you were speaking mostly about Phoenix Golden's disappearance and and a little bit about just uh, being a private investigator for PIs for the Missing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, uh, surprising that... Uh, how I just remember f being surprised at how full the the audience was for for that panel for that panel in particular uh, just being on that side of the um, the the dais if you will but I was a very that was a very enriching experience appreciated that guys yeah you know what enriching is a really good word to use and it always surprises me when I see the support. Uh, in a live environment like that, how much people do want to, and pleasantly surprised. I'm not, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm pleasantly surprised when you see that there's a lot of people who want to listen to these stories because they want to learn more about it. They're, yeah. Not because they're getting some sort of like morbid fulfillment out of it. They, they will come up to you after and they'll say, how did you get started? Where did, you know, where did you meet Bruce? Uh, where did you, what, what, why did you choose that case or did it choose you? So, uh, it, it really is a remarkable experience and I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, yeah, you, you, you hit the nail on the head that, uh, with that Lance and another big thing that came from that, that time in Vegas uh, what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's not always true. Uh, we linked up with um, our now you know good friend uh, Jordan Share, who is one of our PIs for the missing um, investigators out of Chicago. Um, he's been helping with our investigation since it is in St. Louis, and we live in Baltimore. This past summer, um, because of our interactions. 
during CrimeCon and linking up together during that time, uh, he joined me for a field investigation, our first field investigation this past summer um, in St. Louis and East St. Louis. And we, you know, we did, we canvassed, we door knocked, we, we talked to strangers, we kicked dirt, walked through the woods and took lots of pictures. And um, th th those are the kinds of things that it's very difficult as a, as a volunteer PI, um, you, you don't really have all the resources you'd maybe like to have anytime someone like Jordan is ready to step up and, and, uh, you know, make that, like he made that drive, you know, all the way, all the way from Chicago, he, you know, and, and he's a busy man. He's a very busy man, um, with, with his own, with his own company, uh, his own PI company that uh, he takes care of this, uh, private investigations for Vanessa and I is a, um, is not our primary job, you know, whereas for Jordan and, and many of your other PIs, it's their, this is their bread and butter. This is what they're very, very good at. And it's what they do all the time. Jordan's one of those investigators. And you said this isn't your primary job, but you are, both of you are licensed private investigators. That's correct. What advice would you give to anybody who's on the fence about whether or not they want to, I guess, submit their information and, and apply to become a private investigator? I don't know if I would, if, if it would constitute if it would make for good advice, but I, I would certainly, um, what I did uh, was listen to Vanessa when she said, Andy, let's become PIs. I listened to why though. And when she told me about her passion um, for find, you know, we talked initially about all the underserved populations in this country who who don't have access to um you know uh, media out ready media outlets to hear their story who don't have access to the funds to to procure a team of investigators to, to find their loved ones um, when she told me about this um and a couple other things that she was working on trace labs being one of them at the time uh that for me was enough to say, this is why I'm going to do it. So if you ask me ad advice, okay, fine. I'll say you, if you, if you're thinking about, Hey, do I want to be a PI or not? You, uh, you, you ask yourself why you want to be a PI. And if you like the answer that comes back at you, then go ahead and become a PI in your state. It mo many states it's quite easy to do. Other states, there's a few other things that you got to do. Uh, the state of Maryland, um, there's some tests that you got to go through unless you're uh, prior law enforcement. Vanessa and I, not prior law enforcement. So we're going through the wickets just like everybody else here in the state of Maryland who would like to become PIs. Well, tell us a little bit about Phoenix's case. If you can share, uh, you know, a little bit and, uh, and what you've been doing on the case for PIs for the Missing. Lou reached out to Vanessa in um, June uh, 20, 2020, asked if uh, we'd be interested in um, potentially working this case. He, he started talking with the family, uh, with Mr. and Mrs. Colden, and they agreed to work with private investigations for the missing. We've been working with them since that time. Uh, so that's two years and some change now. Um, in that time, 
COVID impact was had a big impact on our operations. So a lot of it was uh, OSINT, open source intelligence type work and uh, you know OSINT work and um, um, phone calls, lots of phone calls with the family and with others, uh, Freedom of Information Act requests, a lot of things that we could do uh, that you know didn't require us to be on the ground somewhere. And then of course this last summer, two years uh, almost, uh, it, it was uh, early July that I finally got out to uh, St. Louis to do the, the more physical part of the investigation. So over the course of two years, and Lou and I just had an exchange about this last weekend, um, when uh, or, or a couple weeks ago, when I, I owed him a a roundup of this case, a summary, you know, from from inception. And I said case, and I know we liked it. I liked I liked Lance. What you said, you know, call we would we, we'll call them cases. We call them stories, right? We refer to them as stories because these are people's lives. But I think what was important for me when when I looked at this report, which isn't as good as another report that he sent me, which is fantastic. And it's done by a, um, you know, retired uh, uh, police, uh, you know, seasoned police officer. So um, very detailed report. When we go through that process, uh, it sheds light on all the things that we have done. And even though my, my report that, you know, my summer, summative report for the board uh, is not as quite as detailed or thorough as some of the others uh, might be, it gave me an opportunity to see certain things that have come to light. That's really important for me as an investigator, not just because it's why we're doing this, you know, to make progress, but um, it keeps you going. Well, Lou and I had an, an exchange about this afterwards. And I said, Lou, I, there are times where I'm wondering, am I, am I just kind of plodding along with the family and, 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 and you know, being a fairly new PI, I've been doing this for uh, about two, three years now. He he said it is sometimes that plodding along with the family, and that's exactly what you need to be doing. <laughs> you know, Roger that. You know, got it. And that was great. Those were great words from Lou. Um, valued that very much, and it, it got me right back to where I needed to be within uh, my mindset. Um, and it actually spurred me to sit down that same weekend um, and. Take a couple more leaps in, in um, you know, looking at the information that we have available to us right now that we've gathered over the last two years to ask a couple of questions that we haven't asked yet. We personally, as you know, investigators, Vanessa and I haven't asked. Somebody else may have asked these questions. We haven't seen anyone else ask these questions or answers to them out there. So it's valuable um, to do those types of things and to take stock in what you're doing when you ask you probably wanted something very brief and I gave you something very long, but when you asked, you know, we'll kind of give us an update on what you've been doing to the, the short of it is we've been spending a lot of time sifting through the known, trying to understand um, of that known, what is misinformation, disinformation, um, just, you know, uh, unverifiable, whatever, sifting through all that and, um, I think ultimately we've come to a point where we've got some, and, and Jordan would feel this way, Jordan and I talk about this as well, we've got some really good actionable ways to go with this case, and, and that's encouraging 
not that you need a whole lot when you after you speak with the family you don't need a whole lot of encouragement to keep going as a pi with pis for the for the missing but that personal side lou as a case manager yeah i just, i've seen i've watched people talk about him in your comments i've heard people talk about him tonight um fantastic salt of the earth man um and uh very much appreciate his his patience with me his understanding of the process um uh, for a pi and 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 his ability to just give those really quick down and dirty it'll be a, maybe a two two line email from him after a a you know half a page email for me and his two sentences were what I, exactly what i needed you know so yeah great guy very valuable to have as a case manager yeah he is yeah and you're all salt of the earth and uh i agree lou is uh is great I'm at communicating <laughs> yeah <laughs> lou is great at communicating um mm. as long as you can interpret his uh his finger typos Feel like he's got uh, at least a at least a typo per sentence when he's writing on his phone. That's <laughs> just to keep us sharp. <laughs> exactly. He's always he's training us. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's the uh, the Cato version of the email the trainer. Yeah, that's right. We have to investigate what he means by this uh, this uh, odd uh, odd word here. And, um, and in that we've yeah. learned so much without realizing how much we've it's, learned. It's true. <laughs> it's fantastic. And you know what somebody else said earlier, one of your guests, and I, I won't, I won't keep you guys. I'm sorry. One of your guests said earlier, you know, we shouldn't be laughing. And you know, I, I heard her, and she was right for all the reasons. And then there's another part part where we say, hey, look, these are families. These are real people. These are real stories. The laughter doesn't have to stop. The, the 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 love the kindness the good spiritedness doesn't have to stop the seriousness of our business cannot stop you know the, the how serious we take this business cannot stop but it's so good to speak with you guys every time because you're just really good good gentlemen and value the contributions you're making to the greater effort for this great nation to just kind of recapture one too many of our missing absolutely yeah. way to way to end with a <laughs> with a like a power note right did there. i do that is that what happened <laughs> yeah. just now okay good did night I well do done that. was that <laughs> written beyond the camera on the wall or something like that <laughs> mic <Jeez>. drop <laughs> well yeah, i've got, I've got with the sweater and ends with that <laughs> well i've got a teleprompter and what i almost yeah. did was say quote repeat yeah. end quote <laughs> But I didn't do that. Well, Andy Weiland, thank you so much Thanks. for Tell joining me. us here tonight. We really appreciate your hard work on the cases that you work on for private investigations for the missing, but also your time here tonight. So thank you so much. And uh, give Ness our best as well, please. She asked me to do the same for you all. Okay, well, I, we don't accept it. We do not accept I will let her know and you can deal with her when she gets back to Wormtown. You know, it's it's weird that she's still so intimidated by us after meeting us a couple of times and doing many interviews. It's a front. I know her. It's a front. Yeah. All right. Hey, bless. uh, You guys be blessed and, um, and I hope you have great holidays ahead and stay safe. 
And now we are just about done with our live fundraiser here tonight, Lance. We got off to a little bit of a rocky start with some technical difficulties, then had some more technical difficulties a little bit later in the evening. However, every segment of this show has gone off without a hitch. I feel like it's gone really smoothly um, when we have people on the show. And now we're going to bring our founder, back on the show and maybe Erin DeRosiers as well if she would like to give us one final update but we are ending this live fundraiser night here uh, very soon but the donation does not stop please this fundraiser is going all the way until the National Missing Persons Day and that is on February 3rd 2023 so we are trying to raise $5,000 by that date. Erin DeRosiers, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. This has been really just a great night to see everybody and have everybody on and, and um, hear from everybody in their different perspectives. And oh, Bruce's face. I can see Bruce's face. Hi, Bruce. Hello. All right. <laughs> hey, Bruce. <laughs> I just love to see everybody come together and support this organization that's really dear to my heart and, and Bruce, who I think deserves all of this incredible support for putting this organization together. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Bruce. Give us an update. We are at $1,052. Bam. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well done, everybody. Thank you so much for all the donations tonight. And again, this this vibe does not have to stop. And in fact, we are pushing towards a goal of $5,000 that we are trying to reach um, by February. So please, if you can, donate. And if you can't, please share. Sharing helps as well. Bruce, tell us what uh, what this nonprofit means to you. Well, a perfect example of this is just through this show. I mean... I know a lot of the cases uh, where we have helped families out in a lot of other ways in the course of the investigation and, and outside the investigation. But it's just overwhelming to me sometimes that how everybody that volunteers, how their lives, they give you a little sliver about how their lives have changed and improved. And boy, just the, the sum of all that, the people that give and donate, and you know they're 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 just opening their hearts up and uh, you know and seeing the value of this for people that they don't even know and it's it it really kind of blows me away in a way I mean all of you the people that work you know work with the volunteers the you know the researchers the the PIs themselves that donate certain sections of their time while while they're still trying to make a living. You guys, with the time you spent in the radios, and it's just uh, different board members and the work that they do behind the scenes and all the little stuff that, you know, never, never gets out. And we wouldn't have enough time to, you know, to even go through a quarter of that. It warms your heart. You know, you just see the real good in humanity and through this, and it just makes me feel really good inside. That's, that's wonderful to hear. And it's been such a great journey from this side of the uh, experience being affiliated with this nonprofit and seeing it go from just a few people wondering what to do and how to start 
and you know what paperwork to file and how to start a GoFundMe and how to start a PayPal nonprofit account and a bank account to you know being able to offer someone like Aaron a role where she's a like an organizing queen you know like to really bring things together like that and to have a research team like all that like what you said you know and and not and not have them be anonymous have them be people who we can talk to on a regular basis to get updates and to be able to solicit opinions so that the organization can continue to grow and and you know start to actually you know apply for those grants and 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 make those huge strides so amazing work to everyone who supports this organization because it takes so long to get something this small and, and grassroots off the ground. And after just a few short years, I mean, I think, I think we're doing pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we just kind of, we, we stumbled our way through the first two years almost, you know, learning as we go and, and just kind of figuring it out as a group, you know, the whole board. And it's uh yeah, you know, it just seems like the last couple of years. I mean, we've we've got some legs underneath this now. It seems like you know. The, the, thank you, Aaron. The system seems to be working very smoothly, and uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know, we're really truly able to help people that contact us and uh, uh, and and ask for it. And so it's 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 only going to get better from here. Bigger and better. And, and a and, huge shout out to Lou, who just he yeah. does so much behind the scenes. Um, you know, he's our case manager. So it there's so much that goes into it, so much more than I ever understood before taking on this role. So he he's just incredible and does incredible work. And uh, I don't think gets enough uh, shout outs sometimes. So oh, he's absolutely <laughs> yeah. key figure when once something comes in. Uh, when, when a request comes in for help and, and oftentimes, well, I'll reach out to law enforcement on this one and I'll, I'll do a little of this and I'll do a little of that. And, we, you know, before we even move on to whether to hiring a private investigator, he's already kind of on it. And, uh, you know, he reaches out to the family sometimes and he just, I don't know, he, ha he has that knack of an experienced, experienced person that knows exactly what to do. I mean, He'll send me emails different times. Well, I have this and this and this, and I'd like to do this. And I always, you know, I always, I agree because it's absolutely the perfect common sense thing to, uh, you know, to do. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing. You know? We have, have a new rule here at Crawl Space Media. Anytime we need to make a decision about something that potentially has an impact on a missing person case, what would Lou do? That's our that's our uh, that's our that's our new rule. It's uh, sort of like the "What would Jesus do?" type thing, uh, and and typically we have to go back and be like, okay, what would Lou say? <laughs> and then we that that's how we approach things now because you're right. He's always right. He really is. He really has that perspective that it's 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 tough to it's tough to argue with. And don't, and don't let him hear hear you say that. Yes, we're, ne <laughs> we're never going to be able to disagree with him again. Now he's he's actually texting me this right now. I'm reading it verbatim, <laughs> but it's tough to it's tough to figure out because there are a lot of typos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll stop. 
<laughs> nah, just kidding. Yeah, Lou, of course, is uh, is amazing. And Jillian in the chat room said Lou and uh, Aaron are holding this whole thing together. <laughs> and uh, in some ways, that is that, that is true. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody so, has uh, a part to play, and everybody has a role to play, and it's true. And they do it well. And Jillian, who does a lot of our social media and uh, the website, and um, shout out Susan, who has helped us with some of our social media tonight as well, and getting yes. some thank yous out there. So uh, also just super helpful. And uh, we come together as a team, and the, this community never ceases to amaze me with uh, their passion and what they'll do. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I it's so great being a part of this nonprofit. Thank you so much, Bruce, for asking us to uh, be a part of this. Thank you. You know, you guys to get involved. It just everybody, everybody that's just kind of come on board. We've just, it, we work well together as a team and it, it's, it's just been an amazing, amazing blessing. And I, I, I'm just, I mean, I'm almost speechless, you know, after a night like this, just to watch all the, the interactions. Well, we got to say something. We're on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the people that donate. I mean, they're amazing people. You know, to just take a section out a little bit of what they have. You know, we, we exist for the most part by small donations. And people that just believe in the mission and, and, and help in the way that they can help. And, and I, I'm just, you know, that's, I'm blown away by that too. To start a dream like this to help people, uh, you know, and, and just to see it all start to come together. Uh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. You know, lost for words. We did well. We're going to keep it going until February 3rd, which is National Missing Persons Day, correct? Yep, correct. that's correct. All right. And then we yep. should reconvene then. We should have another virtual live update with the total. That's a good call. And then we can mm -hmm. discuss the whole tattoo thing there and we can work out the rules and regulations on that. And uh, what an amazing evening. Yeah, this has been great. What a great Giving Tuesday. Fantastic. Thank you so much to everyone who's donated. Thank you to everyone in the chat room who's shared. Thank you to everyone who's appeared on this show tonight and had anything to do with private investigations for the missing. We really appreciate it. And our, our gratitude is, uh, is overflowing. Our, our, our cup of gratitude is overflowing. Um, I don't know if that's the right way to say any of that, but Thank you so much to everybody. This has been a wonderful night, and we will keep this ball rolling. And please donate if you can. Go to PayPal. There are links in the show notes, and there will be links wherever you are listening to this right now. This has been a, uh, a wonderful evening and event, and we will see you soon. Happy Giving Tuesday. Please donate to PIs for the Missing. Thank, Thank you, you so much.